You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Hey, it's Heather here at the Sound of Life, sitting in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show this morning. Do you cook things that your family likes, but you don't? I kind of have a general rule, but I don't do that. Like, if I don't like it, I'm not cooking now, okay, if I'm going to cook things. So, like, when I go away, my husband will do things like peas, which I don't like, and pot pies, which is something that I don't care for as well. Well, this week, I knew we were going to be super busy, so I picked up some pot pies, and it just happened that one of the nights, I had to make pot pies. Like, it just didn't work out for anything else, (laughs) And I had to eat a pot pie. And my husband was like, you know, it's bad when Heather eats a pot pie. But do you do that? Do you make stuff that your family likes, but you don't? I typically don't. And so if you do, I feel like you're better. You're a better person than I am. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. One of my favorites from Francesca Battistelli. It's Write Your Story here at The Sound of Life. Uh, Francesca just put out on social media that she and her husband, Matthew, going to welcome a sixth child into their family. So congratulations to them. And she struggles with something that many of us do as well, like work-life balance. She's homeschooling her kids and also pregnant and trying to still uh, do her music career. So keep her and her family in your prayers. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. This fall, we launched one of our kids. Uh, She is in college, and it has totally changed the dynamic of our house. But it's not necessarily all bad. Hey, it's Heather. This is the sound of life. I'm sitting in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. I'm realizing that my oldest wanted certain things from us as parents. She wanted us to do things for her. She wanted us to take care of things for her. We have two boys that are 16 and 15, and I'm realizing our boys don't necessarily want us to do those things. And I'm having to change the way I'm parenting. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I'm just realizing that every single one of them is different, and I have to change the way that I parent them. And I think it's a really good thing that I was, you know, this was brought to my attention. One of my kids actually brought it to my attention and saying, hey, you know, I don't necessarily want you to do this, and I don't need you to do this. So sometimes we have to look at our kids as individuals. We can't just parent every single child the same way and we have to adjust that when transitions and changes come the cup of joe morning show with joe hunter might as well get up do something the sound of life if you're struggling today i want you to know that you're not alone i have talked to so many friends that just this transition back to school and kind of this routine it's just been tough after everything that we are still going through and have come out of so if you're struggling today you're not alone There's a lot of us that are struggling with this transition. The thing I keep telling myself is that God's still in charge. He's still on his throne. I can trust him and this will not last forever. The sound of life. Are you surprised by kindness or courtesy these days? I am and I wish that I wasn't. Hey, it's Heather. This is the sound of life. I'm sitting in for the Cup of Joe morning show and I drop my boys off to school in the morning. People are courteous. Like there's a lot of traffic. We're all trying to get into the parking lot and it's like some people are coming from one direction. They let people turn left and then a few people turn right. Then another person turn left. There's kindness, there's courtesy, and there's days where I'm surprised by that. 
It's like I go into that situation expecting people are going to be like rude and disrespectful, not courteous, but we should be kind and courteous, right? We should expect that other people are going to do that too. There's still a lot of good people in our world. It's just we have been probably beaten down a little bit and sometimes I just feel like it's easier to expect the worst but man I don't want to live that way I want to also be the type of person that puts kindness and courtesy out there for others reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life are you having trouble like just feeling burdened from everything going on in this life I know that I have struggled with that hey it's Heather this is the sound of life second Corinthians four eighteen says this So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we now see will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And I think there's days where we just need to be reminded that this stuff will not last, that everything that we're going through, all the sinful stuff in this world, the the struggles, the burdens, that won't be in heaven And because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, we have a secure place in heaven when we have a relationship with him. So let's fix our eyes on the eternal, not what we can see in front of us. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I want to remind you today that God is the God of the impossible. Like he is not bound by the things of this world. Hey, it's Heather. This is the sound of life. I forget that. I focus on just what I can see and what I think is possible. But when I'm reminded of all the things that God has done in the Bible, bringing the dead back to life, like parting the Red Sea, like all these crazy things, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still the same God. Like I can still trust him with crazy, impossible things. I can pray for those things because of who he is. God does not change. This world does our circumstances. They do. But God does not. And we can hold on to that today. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life we recently heard from carol i want to share with you what she wrote us hey it's heather this is the sound of life she said i've been listening and learning from your station for 10 years i became a late bloomer alcoholic if it wasn't for your radio station i wouldn't be here i'm so very grateful and would like to give back in some way i thank god that you exist carol thank you so much thank you for sharing how god is using the sound of life thank you for opening up and giving as well we do have our fundraiser coming up in just a couple weeks if you would like to give because god has used the sound of life in your life you can do that you can click on the banner on our website just go to soundoflife.org the sound of life u.s open still going on right it's amazing there american tennis player i was kind of stunned by this uh riley opleka had a fine of ten thousand dollars that was kind of the headline and i thought what in the world did riley do carried an unapproved bag onto the court for his second round match last thursday it's the largest fine of the tournament and he won. Uh, and uh, he responded to the discipline. He said, I mean, what a joke on the U.S. Open to do that. $10,000 for a pink bag? Come on. Turns out that the lettering on the bag, it wasn't the color that had anything to do with it. It was the lettering was too big. He got a $10,000 fine. 
imagine that. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you just... <clears throat> anyway, it's just almost beyond, like, wow, we... But there's rules, right? There's all those rules you got to go by. The Hebrews, before the cross, had like, I don't know, what did they have, 600 of them or something? You think about the Ten Commandments. Oh, they had hundreds more than that that they had to follow. And now, under the cross, the blood of the Lamb... We, we believe and we love. <laughs> it's, it's, almost, it's almost, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're so set to have rules. Oh, I need some rules to go by, you know. It's just almost overwhelming to have some few. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I know you know that it's uh, 9-11 coming up, the 20th anniversary on Saturday. And because it's the 20th anniversary, a lot on the media already, I thought I'd help you out. I really did. I, uh, by the grace of God, came across Anne Van Hine. She's a widow of a fallen 9-11 firefighter. And she wrote a book called Pieces Falling. It's a really cool little paperback book. It's got photographs of her husband and everything in there. And the whole idea is to help you cope when life lies in pieces around you, uh, help you to rebuild in the face of all that has been lost, help you to uh, commemorate the past while creating space for the future. It's pretty cool. Uh, she goes around speaking in school groups and does walking tours of the 9-11 Memorial. She participated in all kinds of documentaries and things like that. So uh, Ann Van Hine, Gave her a call right here on the uh, Cup of Joe morning show. <laughs> and, and tell us about your husband. Well, um, Bruce was a New York City firefighter. Um, he had been a firefighter for 11 years when um, the September 11th attacks happened. He was in a squad, Squad 41, um, in the Bronx, uh, right near Yankee Stadium. I'm sure everybody's heard of Yankee Stadium. Um and um, a squad is Special Operations Command. So that day, as I heard the events unfold on my car radio and then watched them on television, I always um, knew he would be there because um, firefighters and squads and rescue companies have additional um, training. And actually, the last time I saw my husband was Sunday, September 9th because he worked Sunday night till Monday night at the firehouse and then was doing um, what they call a makeup tour on Tuesday, September 11th. So instead of um, driving the 60 miles back to Greenwood Lake, he was spending the night um, at the firehouse. Hard to believe it's been 20 years. Pieces Falling is the name of the book. You can get that anywhere that books are sold. Uh, and graciously gave me five of these. They're autographed. And so what I thought I'd do is just kind of give them away. All righty. So if you want one, shoot me an email, simple, studio at soundoflife.org. And at the end of the week, I'll have a, a drawing for them, studio at soundoflife.org. It's called Pieces Falling. Thanks, Ann. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. An amazing weekend. And driving last night, coming home on a little back road, which is always an adventure in the county. You know, no lines on the road. But I remember the time my wife and I were on that road and we saw the strawberry moon. You know, when I was growing up, we never named the moons. <laughs> I don't know if we ever had them. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they weren't strawberry. 
back in my day. I don't know. But it was just on the uh, horizon. It was on the eastern horizon. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And so we stopped the car, and we were trying to take photographs with our phone. And then we realized, well, wait a minute. We've got running lights on the car now. So we had to shut the whole thing off and then say a prayer that, you know, somebody didn't come zipping down the road, <laughs> not see us. So we did that, you know, your heart's pounding and all that. Surely we'll get a great photograph now. I mean, it was unbelievable, but it was only going to be there, you know, at, for a few minutes. It looked like that. And we just couldn't get it. We kept taking photograph after photograph, kept looking like a lamppost, you know, a quarter of a mile away. I was just like, I was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. And then I kind of thought, you know what? I bet the Apostle Paul felt like that. Please tell me he did. You know, God got the, gave him a peek of heaven. Can you imagine? And he's trying to find the words to use to describe it. You know what a palace looks like? You know, with all the flowers and everything. And I, I felt like the Apostle Paul, after having seen it with my own eyes, and just and hard to describe it, and just could not get a picture of it. It's just, it's just one of those things that kind of falls into place, I guess. You know, just can't do it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. You probably know... Problems abound for Christians and a lot of other people in the country of Afghanistan. There's a missionary group called Open Doors. They partner uh, with churches to remain faithful witness in so many countries where it's dangerous to follow Jesus. That's their specialty. Salt and light despite the risk. That's their vision is that no believer should face oppression and violent persecution alone. So keep praying. All righty. And they, they got a note. Um from one of the believers that said, we are the church. If you had not prayed for us, we would have been long gone, but we're still here and we're here to stay, to be salt and light for this region. So the risk for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, of course, has really gone up, way increased. Local sources tell us that the Taliban are carrying out random house searches. They're actively looking for anyone who relates to the West or with Christianity. Most Christians stay, others try to cross the border just like everyone else in the country. And as desperate refugees scatter throughout the region and beyond, the partners on the front lines, we're going to continue to bring hope and witness to the love of God by giving unconditional support and including emergency relief. The mission is known as Open Doors. Very simple. Right there. So the best thing we can do, number one thing we can do, we're going to do right now, and that is to pray. So, Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. They face great danger, as you know. And... Um, we ask you to bless them in a special way today for partners on the ground there of Open Door who will endure significant risk in carrying out their work. We thank you for them, and we pray, Lord, for their protection and for their safety and, and um, for peace over them, Lord. We pray that they won't lose hope no matter how dark the situation appears there in that country. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lots of different ways you can pray. Just keep praying. Just put on your little prayer list there. You know, believers in Afghanistan or people in Afghanistan or whatever. So, uh, you know, we're praying for the Taliban people to come to know Jesus, praying for visions of Jesus for the Muslims, that they'll see him. That's what God is doing an amazing work in Iran that way. It's pretty incredible. So thank you for that very much, and thank you for Open Doors. God bless you today. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Hey, I'm Joe. And uh, proving that just when you think you've seen everything, something else comes along. 
that's actually you think, oh, wow, that's very interesting. Wonder why they didn't think of that before that. Maybe, maybe not. You know, we're created in the image of God. Now, I don't know if God has as big a nose as I do or whatever. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Not that, not that kind of image. We're creative beings. I think that's very evident. And none <laughs> more creative than the person that invented the edible coffee cup. I told you, just when you've seen you think at all. It's in the UK, and it was featured at a recent Manchester football <clears throat> or soccer to you, match. Uh, it's made with a wafer in much the same way as an ice cream cone. Wow. It's a vegan biscuit in the shape of a cup, of course, and they say it stays leak-proof for 12 hours. They must have tested it. Somebody did. That's pretty good. Coffee doesn't stay warm that long. So amazingly, it is crunchy for 45 minutes. Well, that would make sense in the UK, you know. I mean, I'd be eating uh, gluten-free donuts. I wouldn't care if the cup was at a or not, you know. But um, it's, it's amazing because recyclable hot drink cups have been proven difficult to manufacture. Requires a combination of heat-proof inner lining and paper together. So this could very well be a miracle right here. Oh, you've got to admit, that is pretty neat. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. So um, 9-11 is Saturday. We all know what that is around New York area. And it's the 20-year anniversary. So there's already been a lot on the news. And I'm very blessed this year to run across a woman named Ann Van Hine. She is a widow of a fallen 9-11 firefighter. But more than that, she's put together a book, and it's called Pieces Falling, Navigating 9-11 with Faith, Family, and the FDNY. I really wanted to do something that was edifying, or could be for you, uh, coping with life in pieces all around you, beginning to rebuild in the face of all that has been lost. How do you commemorate the past while creating space for the future? Those are things that she's looking to answer for you. Easy read books, some really cool photographs. And, um, you know, it it, it really is. She she did a lot of work on this, put it together. In fact, she is a very special guest. Gave her a call, and she was very gracious. She's given me some of these, but I mentioned it uh, coming up. I just wanted Ann. Tell us a little bit about your husband. Yeah, was always the kind of person that helped anybody. You know, he's got that fly tire on the side of the road, and he was driving by. He would be the guy to stop and fix that for you. Um, And when we were first married, he um, was an arborist. He had his own tree business, but, you know, that is seasonal. You can't do that in the middle of New York winters. And uh, one day he was sitting looking at the newspaper, and I said to him, what did you always want to be when you grew up? And he said, a firefighter, a real firefighter. And I said, what's a real firefighter? And he said, a New York City firefighter. Yeah. And I said, well, go do that. Do that. (laughs) That's what he did. His name is Bruce. And, of course, he was lost 9-11-2001. But uh, really cool. Something very edifying for you now. I have five autographed copies. Actually, I can't get one for every one of you, probably. But uh, (laughs) I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, be in on the random selection coming up Friday. And you can get this anywhere books are sold. And you know where books are sold. It's called Pieces Falling, Navigating 9-11 with Faith, Family, and FDNY. You probably don't need to know all that. Just Pieces Falling by Ann Van Hine. 
And I posted uh, some information about it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Also, just shoot me an email, studio at soundoflife.org, and I'll have the drawing. You'll be all mixed in. You know how that works, random drawing. That's, that's all it is. Okay, so uh, something edifying for you this week of 9-11, something very special. I don't think I've done anything this edifying in all those 20 years. Uh, tried to, but this is really cool. It's really a God blessing right here. Thanks, Ann. Appreciate it very much. So if you, if you want it, I mean, shoot me an email, studio at soundoflife.org. There you go. The Sound of Life. Well, this is the day we've all been looking for, isn't it? It's finally here. Well, you got to start before you can get to June. To get out, right? It's like coming back from vacation. You got to come back so you can get ready for the next one. Otherwise, you never get ready. Never mind. Uh, so, Abby Watts with imom.com has uh, 10 school traditions, and I'm going to share them with you that you shouldn't forget about. You don't want to be waiting in the drop off line with the other cars and go, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. She, she forgot to mark how high, th- how high they were. She said, well, that's the last time I'm going to forget to do that. I got a list of things. Number one is sign them out for lunch. Honestly, never thought about that. You know, ask the boss for an extended break. Take a break. I mean, (laughs) you know, wherever. It's better than that smushed up PB&J, right, that they get every day. Go to a school sporting event or performance together. That's a great idea. Talk about what they want to be when they grow up. Do some research on it. Celebrate their report cards. Mm. Record their favorites. Favorite songs, TV shows, books, all that. Read a book together um, that you picked out. Surprise them with a mental health day. Volunteer or a chaperone at a school event. Wow. My tweet today for you going to school. It's either today or tomorrow. This is it. This is the last time. As much as our kids say they're embarrassed when we're around their classmates, they secretly love that we care enough to show up. And that is Abby Watts and imom.com. And there's more. As a quick little thing you can go over right there, right? Ten school traditions you should start every day. Uh, do with your child every day of the year. Wow. All right. I'm going to look for, look for it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. You'll see it in your news feed if you like me. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. How far away is Texas A&M University from New York? We have no idea. Do you? You're like, why? Well, it's got to be over a thousand miles. It's 2,000? I don't know. Let's go for 1,500 miles. I don't know if you're into college football or not, but uh, everybody's heard of Texas A&M, right? It's quite a place. Uh, you should know that they're kind of famous because of the 12th man See, the crowd is so much into the game that they've gotten a reputation. They're known as the 12th man. In fact, the stadium says it on letters, home of the 12th man. Well, last year, they did something, not last year, what am I talking about last year? 20 years ago, 20 years ago, after September 11th, 2001, as the sports world basically just shut down for a while. We all remember about the the baseball team starting back up to the Yankees and the playoffs and everything. But Texas A&M University wanted to pay tribute to folks in New York and help out. So five students had an idea with no social media. 
they were going to paint the crowd red, white, and blue. And what they did was they sold over 70,000 t-shirts. You got it. Not red, white, and blue. One section was blue. That's the bottom section. The middle section was white, and the top section is red. Okay? So they made $235,000 and sent it to the New York Fire Police Benevolent Relief Funds. Springs tears you guys. Think about that. Those students thought of that much to do that to people they didn't even know, but they were hurting with. So Nick, who was one of the original planning team members, 20 years later, he said, you know, it, it really demonstrates what being an Aggie, their name, is all about. We love and care for our neighbors and our nation, even when something happens 1,500 miles away in New York. So they thought, well, let's do it on the 20th anniversary and everybody was pretty much gung-ho. And they did it again. They were going to do it coming up this Saturday, but this Saturday is an away game. So they did it last Saturday. It was amazing. So it may have, now we do have social media, and it got out there. Just like the original football games, the fans bought shirts if they wanted, you know, blue, white, red. It was really very cool. Got a lot of publicity. Many things have changed, of course, but... Uh, not their, their, not their American pride hasn't. It's uh, pretty amazing right there. And uh, just thought I'd tell you that kind of the feel-good story. Well, at least one of them today. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Back to school day today, or maybe tomorrow, but for the most part today, right? I came across 10 fun ideas for the first 10 days of school. Grace had these ideas, so a really pretty cool, a remarkable ways to celebrate. You can do that with your family. Number one, of course, is posing for the not-so-typical first day of school picture. That just may make everything <laughs> right there, right? Uh, so just let your kiddo decide what the first day of school picture is going to be like. And oh, you may do this already. I, I've seen a lot of posts already. It's pretty cool. Making dessert for breakfast. And mom's going, I'm glad we just finished breakfast because that was close right there. Send them off with a surprise in their backpack or lunch. That is always a great idea. Make a paper chain. Ah, school activities can be extended throughout the entire year. Create a paper chain link for each day of school. Have a standing ovation every time a link is ripped off. Wow. Go out for ice cream. I like that idea. Have a fast food picnic dinner. You know, that's always fun. Back in my day, it was TV dinner. Never mind. Give your kiddo some money. Woo! Come up with a slogan of the year. Nowadays, you can make a video. It's pretty cool. Make a class of t-shirt and ask your child what's a special way you like to celebrate the start of a school year. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. 9-11 anniversary, the 20th anniversary Saturday. A lot of stuff on the media already because it's the 20th anniversary. I thought I'd do something, really trying to do something edifying. And so uh, that's a miracle that I got a hold of Ann Van Hine. Um, and she had personal tragedy in the midst of an international tragedy. And she wrote a book about it, which is recently. And it's called Pieces Falling. You see the uh, picture of it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. And also the fact that she gave me five autographed copies. So I'm just going to have to randomly 
give them out to you randomly. You know? So all you have to do is shoot me an email, studio at soundoflife.org, and just say, hey, I'd like to have that book, Pieces Falling in Friday. We have a random drawing right there. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Anne Van Hine, her uh, husband, wanted to be a real firefighter, he said. She said, what does that mean? I want to be an NYFD firefighter. And, excuse me, FDNY. I always get that backwards. F, Fire Department of New York, FDNY. They do it backwards. Uh, Pieces Falling is the name of the book, and it is intended to help you cope when your life is in pieces. And, and thank you so much. I appreciate you getting on the phone there and talking to us. And, you know, you had amidst this incredible international tragedy, you had your own personal tragedy going on right well and that, you know that's such a um a great point you make there joe um you know i i've kind of coined the phrase that myself and many others have had a personal loss in the midst of a national and actually international tragedy and there's really nothing to tell you how to how to do that but we all have stuff happen in our lives right you know stuff happens all the time and um you know how do we how do we do that? And so even though in many ways people look at my story as being very, um, you know, unique, which in a way I guess it is, it's still universal because loss is loss, you know. And I think sometimes we um, get into the habit of rating, oh, well, this is worse than that and this is worse than that. But when you're going through it, what you're going through is the worst, right? We don't have to rate that kind of stuff. There's enough compassion and empathy, you know, to go around. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Wednesday, back to school, and I came across something I thought was uh, pretty pretty true, really. And it won't be easy to do, and it's my advice for you. We'll see how it goes. I'd love for you to weigh in on it. Of course, it might be 30, 40 years down the road. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, give it a try. Give the, the 800 number a try, okay? Um, the advice is to say hey to everybody. As school is starting and you get back into classes and meeting people, say hello. I realize you don't say hey, but say howdy to everybody. The person that was saying this said, now, my favorite group to tell this to was the USC football team because they're looking at me pretty strange. And I said, I'm going to tell you something, pal. You're going to sit down in there, you know, and go through school. He said, the worst day of your life is going to be when the NFL says no to you and you start the next 50 years of your life to be the cruddiest time you can imagine. All because you didn't say hey to that kid sitting next to you who now is the vice president of Disney. Okay? So I'm just telling you, you got that perspective. That's a good advice. Say hello, hey, to everybody. Try it out. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life.
Isn't that the way school is? <laughs> you miss. You, 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 I, I'd look out in the afternoons at a beautiful Carolina afternoon, look back, and I was completely lost in math. This, I was days behind. I can't understand it. <laughs> you know, I was reminded of the prodigal son. That is an incredible parable that Jesus told. There's so much in there. Every time I hear a pastor or somebody talk about it, I learn something new. And I did recently. And it's how we like to play up our sins. And you think, what? <laughs> uh, and like the son, you know, the son made a mistake. And the father let him go. And he knew he was going to make a mistake. And it turned out to be dreadful, of course. Famines weren't that uncommon in that era. So the fact that that happened, you know, and the fact that he blew all his money on what? I don't know. Probably probably not such a, you know, good entertainment. But he did it, and it was gone, and he was in a very desperate place, and he realized it. You know, he had nothing to lose. He just came groveling back to his dad, and he had that speech all made up. Don't we do that? We get that speech already, right? You know, we get, we get. oh, man, about how big our sins are and how terrible, they're terrible. Oh, I've sinned against you in heaven and all of that. And yet the father was having none of it. He ran out to meet him. He didn't even get a chance. Uh, fa- father, you know, he's come back. That's the way your heavenly father is. That is exactly his attitude towards you. I've got this. But you don't understand what I've I've got it. <laughs> I've taken care of it. Here, let's have a big celebration. Get the robe. Get my signet ring and put it on. That's the extent that your father celebrates when you come to him, and he knows when you do. It's a really cool part of that story. I won't go into the other brother and the pigs and all that stuff. That's for another time, I guess. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. So I think it's coming. Uh, it's kind of like the automobiles were in the early days, you know. I'm sure they were distrusted. They were loud. People didn't understand them. I'm not going to get in something that's going to go 40 miles an hour. You know, I'm talking about 100 and some years ago. And I'm thinking about the electric vehicles. They're all over now. I mean, there's a lot of them now. In fact, there was just a record set, a Guinness World Record. Of course, I imagine all the records be brand new, you know. This uh, Swiss package delivery vehicle. Uh, they call it a lorry, don't they? Maybe in some places it broke a record on one electric charge. It went 683 miles. I know if you're an electric fan, you just spit your coffee out. It's pretty amazing right there. A 23-hour drive. They had to get drivers to you know, drive it and stuff. So I'm sure it's going to be, you know, for whatever, it's going to be a thing. And we'll learn how to deal with it, I guess. It's going to be a thing. Make the cities a lot quieter, that's for sure, I guess, and smoke-free. It's a good thing, you know. Now, this whole idea of having it uh, self-drive, no, 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 no. I don't want to be anywhere near. I'm not ready for that. No. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Words that stick. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that you always remember. Yes, Paul. I had a friend many years ago who was a counselor for people drug addicted and he would always tell his clients there are no problems only solutions mm. so whenever something comes up i think about my friend steve back then who said 
There are no problems, only solutions. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. I wanted you to hear from Ann Van Hine. Glad I got a hold of her. That was a real God thing. Ann Van Hine uh, lost her husband, who was a New York firefighter. Wanted to be a real firefighter. And he was working uh, 20 years ago. Uh, last time she saw him was on the 9th of September uh, for a couple of days. He's, he's going to the firehouse there and working. And she knew when she saw uh, what happened, she said, oh, he'll be there. I know that. But 20 years later, almost, she's written a book about that. And uh, you can get it wherever books are sold. It's called Pieces Falling by Anne Van Hine. And it's navigating 9-11 with Faith, Family, and the FDNY. And Ann, uh, thanks. Uh, I got a hold of Ann there and uh, want to know why you wrote the book, Ann. Well, I, um, you know, when September 11th happened, I, w- I still had daughters at home and I was running a small business. I owned a dancing school at the time, taught little girls ballet, church volunteer, lots going on. And then um, in 2011, I retired and people kept saying, oh, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I thought, maybe I'll try that. So I tried blogging and few people read it. And so I decided, let me, um, you know, put some of these stories on paper and my journey on paper and being able to write about it further away from the actual event. I realized there were quite a few books written, memoir type books, um, right away after the September 11th attacks, but there weren't any that showed you the journey further out. And in 2006, I started volunteering with the 9-11 Tribute Museum, so people always have found that intriguing, that I would go volunteer and be at the place where my husband died in the line of duty. But um, it's been a wonderful opportunity to be able to, um, to, to teach people not only about the timeline and stuff, but share my personal story. And because so much of my personal story is my relationship with God, you know, uh, the word tells us to be prepared in and out of season to share what he has done. And um, it just seemed like there was a door opening up to be able to, to tell people who I wouldn't normally meet that, you know, what has gotten me through the last 20 years, first and foremost, is my is God. My faith in God has never been misplaced. He is who he says he is, and he can be trusted. So the book is called Pieces Falling. Thank you, Ann. Pieces Falling by Ann Van Hine. And it's available wherever you get books. However, she gave me five autographed copies, which I'm making available to you. And tomorrow I'll have a random drawing. A drawing from where, you ask? Well, of all the emails that I have that come in, and they're coming in. uh, Studio, just shoot me an email. Studio at soundoflife.com. Dot org, and you'll be in for the drawing uh, tomorrow for Ann Van Hine's book, Pieces Falling. All right, the whole idea is to help you. That's right, by writing that book. So thank you very much. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I want you to meet someone that I have met. It's only take a minute, and you'll be blessed, right? Her name is Ludmilla, and she's an 84-year-old widow who lives in Prague, She survived two totalitarian regimes and lives in the heart of the most atheistic country in Europe. Yet, she placed a small bronze plaque on the outside of her tiny brownstone apartment, and it reads, Embassy 
of the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that cool? Embassy of the kingdom of heaven. See, every day she opens her home to friends and strangers who need to talk. Sometimes she knows the people who come. Sometimes strangers show up, led by word of mouth. She offers them something small, you know, nothing overdone or extravagant. Tea, cup of tea, a cookie from a tin, and a warm, simple gesture of welcome at her table. In a way, it's quite a Gen, you know, it's quite genuine. It, it sure is. Ludmilla listens and prays, and in doing so, communicates that her guests matter at her table. They belong. You see, she serves more than just cookies and tea. She's offering up her heart. When you like a place at her table, it's cool. the sound of life. I wanted to tell you about Rodney Smith Jr., who started uh, a few years ago, uh, five, six years ago now, maybe. I lose track. He started this organization called Raising Men Lawn Care. Now, it's for boys and girls, all right, if you're a student, and the idea was public service, community service free of charge, that you would cut somebody's lawn, okay, that couldn't afford it, was a shut-in, military, um, okay, he's got you know, list of people that qualify like that. Um, And sometimes he'll just stop. He sees a lawn that hasn't been cut. You know that for some reason, somebody can't get their yard cut. It turns out to be a big deal. And he's got thousands of kids. It's getting out of hand almost. <laughs> I mean, not really. I just, but he, he, he has it really set up in an incredible organization. So if you're a child and you're in New York and you say, you know what, I'm going to join Raising Men Lawn Care, you pledge to cut 50 yards, okay, 50 lawns. You don't have any time limit. You can take years to do it or whatever you want to do. And for every 10 that you cut, he will send you a T-shirt that's a different color T-shirt. It's very cool. And when you complete your 50, you know what you get? A brand new lawnmower. I think it's Toro lawnmowers have done that, sponsored that. Not only that, you get a weed whacker and a leaf blower. It's insane. And goggles to go with it. It is incredible. And Rodney's traveling all over the country, you know, delivering these as Kids finish their 50-yard challenge. Well, something happened recently that just shows you. And these kids are showing up all over the news. Local eyewitness news in different cities all over the country are highlighting the uh, volunteer effort of these kids to cut grass. Well, there's a kid named Dylan who recently completed the 50-yard challenge. He said he wanted to give his new equipment to a kid that didn't have a lawnmower so they could do the challenge. Wow. He found a young man, too, named Connor. Welcome you to, uh, <laughs> you the man, Dylan. That's all I got to say. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> a great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. A happy birthday to you. In fact, I'll make it, uh, I mean, chances are good that your birthday is today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, more birthdays on September the 9th than any other day. In fact, September, of course, leads the way. Just about every birthday is in, I mean, you know, a lot of them. I don't know, four out of five or something like that in September. But it is not lost on me the fact that the United States, we here, the U.S. of A., we got our name today in 1776, officially And also, it's Queen Elizabeth's birthday. The Queen of England's birthday happens to be on the same day. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just think that's cool. But Queen Elizabeth, one of those people that is uh, basically everybody thinks all kinds of things about her. You know, I'm a fan of hers. Um, and you have to understand that she came up uh, during World War II was a big time. I mean, London was being bombed and and the stiff upper lip thing came from that. They couldn't appear in public as royalty uh, and, and, you know, and show their emotions. They just didn't feel like that was the thing to do. And so they hid that, and which must have been very hard. She has really got a sense of humor. And, uh, you know, she loves sports and stuff, and she drives her own car. I don't know if she still does that, but a few years ago, somebody pictured her. She, she told that whoever that person is that accompanies her all the time, get in the passenger seat, I'm driving. <laughs> So she sneaks into church so people don't know that she's you know making a big entrance because everywhere she goes, she does realize that people are cheering for the queen, not for her. Whoever the queen is, that's what that's who the throngs are cheering for. And she perfectly understands that. It is the office. She is a woman that had two young children when her father died, and she knew instantly, here it is, I'm gonna be the queen. She knew about all that stuff. And, you know, so her life as a mother, wife, all that, you know, and of course her husband was going to become mom, basically mom and dad to the kids, you know, all that changed instantly. Queen Elizabeth, happy birthday today. Over 63 years. Over, wow, I don't even know. That's, you know, she's going on almost 70 years as the queen now. But she once said, let us not take ourselves too seriously. None of us has a monopoly on wisdom. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Movie is coming to the theaters this weekend. And um, I'll tell you about it. I was listening to Plugged In is reviewing it today. It's called Show Me the Father. It's a documentary. So you'll see people in ministries uh, and athletes and people like that talking about their fathers. And some situations aren't that great. You know, but they're very respectfully done. It's uh, produced by Alex and Stephen Kendrick. So it's a Kendrick movie. You know what to expect. It's great stuff. Show me the father. Something they've had on their mind for a while. It's in theaters this week. Plugged in movie review gave it a four and a half for family friendliness. Family, watch it. Go out and have a great time. Sit in an air-conditioned theater. Watch this. I'll post the link for the trailer on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page and the uh, Sound of Life Facebook page. <laughs> okay? So I'll do that for you. That'd be cool. You think? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the Sound of Life. Lots of stories around. Wow. And one that's really compelling is in a book that Ann Van Hine wrote, Pieces Falling, Navigating 9-11. With Faith, Family, and the FDNY. And I thought I'd uh, get a hold of her and have her tell me about the book and you as well. And tell you that you can get this book, uh, Pieces Falling, at any place books are sold. You know where they're sold. <laughs> so that's the way it is. Um, her uh, husband was a New York City firefighter because he wanted to be a real firefighter. So photographs and everything. You know, It's my kind of book. It's really cool. And she did it after the fact. Obviously, because it's been 20 years, and this book just came out. And it's really to edify you and to get you through your tragedy. And she said, here I was with a, a personal tragedy, 
and uh, you know an international tragedy going on at the same time. So, Anne, I wanted to know, really, in your words, why you wrote the book. You know, when September 11th happened, I, w- I still had daughters at home, and I was running a small business. I owned a dancing school at the time, taught little girls ballet, church volunteer, lots going on. And then um, in 2011, I retired, and people kept saying, oh, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I thought, maybe I'll try that. So I tried blogging, and few people read it. And so I decided, let me, um, you know, put some of these stories on paper and my journey on paper and being able to write about it further away from the actual event. I realized there were quite a few books written, memoir-type books, um, right away after the September 11th attacks, but there weren't any that showed you the journey further out. And in 2006, I started volunteering with the 9-11 Tribute Museums because so much of my personal story is my relationship with God, it just seemed like there was a door opening up to be able to to tell people who I wouldn't normally meet that what has gotten me through the last 20 years, first and foremost, is is God. My faith in God has never been misplaced. He is who he says he is, and he can be trusted. Mm. Thanks, Ann. Pieces Falling is the name of the book. Ann Van Hine. Get it wherever books are sold. She gave me five autographed copies coming up at 7.15 this morning. I'm going to have a random shuffling of the names of everybody that sent me an email, you know, to see who gets the book. All right, there we go. Wish I had a copy for everybody, but hey, you know, it's the way it goes. So I got five of them. That's really good. And I got emails. And all you have to do to get in on it is to email me. You can say anything you want. I mean, mainly your name, contact information. I got your email, right? Studio at soundoflife.org is what you got to do. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. So the uh, the drawing is coming up here in just a moment for the book, Pieces Falling. That's the name of the book. You can get it wherever books are sold by Anne Van Hine. Thank you, Anne, for talking with me. Appreciate that very much. There are some phrases as a mom that you need to put on repeat. I'm just going to put these out there. I don't mean to preach to you. I'm not preaching. No, no, no. Okay? But it doesn't matter if you got toddlers, college-age kids, or their grandchildren. (laughs) Okay? Maybe even better. All right? Here we go. You ready? I love being your mom. Wow. You ever seen that? I love being your mom. You are a gift to our family. You're a gift to our family family. Boy, if you, there's things that those things you get in that you say, I like the way you worked hard on or to do. You worked hard on that. Wow. Recognition. Yeah. You can tell me anything. One thing about our children growing up, man, if they said something, they meant it. It was true. They saw it. They felt that whatever it was, you, you take it to heart. It was the truth. You can tell me anything. And finally, Child, you bring so much joy to my life. Things as a mom to put on repeat. Not that big a deal. We can do this, right? Okay, you got it. Listener supported, The Sound of Life. So uh, normally, like on a Friday, just to let you know, we do the best of and worst of if you want to weigh in on that. But man, people really got a hold of the uh, the words that stick. You know, somebody said something to you and maybe it didn't seem important or maybe it did, but they've always stuck with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was, again, right in my ear. Uh, sorry. Alex, hey, man, good to hear from you. What's up? I'm 62. Yep. And something that stuck with me is somebody told me, and uh, there are two things that stand out. Once uh, my father told me, needs come first, wants come second. And the other thing he taught me was, the only thing you ever really own in this world is your name. So careful how you respond and act in uh, society because this determines who you are, which much resemble as coming to Christ to me as your life is a living testimony. And the things you do are testimony to who you are. So thank you that God has implanted such things into me that are still uh, fruitful to this day. God bless your show. I love you guys. God bless you. The Sound of Life. I was thinking about a song, America, no, Hotel California. Yeah, remember that? Well, because I was thinking about Hotel Corona, and I thought that'd be kind of could fit right in there, right? Almost. Okay, never mind. It's actually the Dan Hotel in Jerusalem, and it became known as the Hotel Corona back last year, of course, because the government decided they dedicated the hotel to patients recovering from COVID-19. And the hotel became known as a rare site, believe it or not, of joy unity during a difficult time it's in israel since the residents already had the virus they were free to sing dance and laugh together and they did in a country where tensions between different political and religious groups run pretty high that shared crisis created a space where people could learn to see each other as human beings first and even become friends Hotel Corona. Think about it. going. We got to do a song about that. I mean, it's natural, normal for us to be drawn toward those we see as similar to us. People we suspect share similar experiences and values to our own. Now, the Apostle Paul, writing to the churches, often emphasized that the gospel is a challenge to any barriers between human beings that we see as normal, quote unquote, normal. So you see people through the lens of the gospel. We see a bigger picture than our differences. We see a shared brokenness and a shared longing and a need to experience healing in God's love. That's what they saw at the Hotel Corona. We believe that one died for all, as Paul said. Jesus died for all. We can no longer be content with surface-level assumptions about others. (gasps) Wow. We. I got a little prayer here for you. Pray along if you want. Lord Jesus, we thank you. For those moments when we see glimmer of breaking beauty through the love and joy of others, help us to live each day. Help me to live each day this way, regarding no one from a worldly point of view. Amen. Thanks. The Sound of Life. Man, you guys just jumped all over the um, words that stuck that somebody said to you. And I appreciate that very, very much. I really do. I landed on something that was, you know, a pretty good idea. And thanks for sharing. I appreciate that very much. Yes, James, you got words? So when yes. we were uh, younger, way back in the day, when they actually had a shop class in high school, right? our shop teacher, Arthur Yagel, would always tell us when we would ask him a question, didn't want to try to figure it out. He said, you're better judgment. And that has stuck with me ever since. So every time I have a problem, try to use my better judgment. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.